It's a very delicious morning, I would say. Indeed. Indubitably. What's what's the roast on that, baby? Um, has a little hazelnut aftertaste. It's a Is, dark roast, though. Are they Arabica beans or Ethiopian beans? Brazilian, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Big booty Brazilian beans. You thought you huh? had it set with either two options. That's that's funny. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. So watching you enjoy some coffee on this beautiful Valentine's Day mm-hmm. morning, technically. <laughs> Still not afternoon. <laughs> Gotta be precise in my language. So Valentine's Day is something quite sad, man, for most people. Yeah. Unfortunately. Why do you think that is though? Because they believe they can't find love. I think that's the root of it. I don't know, dude. <laughs> what because, else is it? I don't know. I, I've like talked to a few people over the course of these couple of days, and I wanted to know something. Um, many of them told me that, like, you know, I've been alone since I've been in the womb, so I don't really care. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. I know you care. You just choose not to. Everyone cares. Yeah, everyone cares. <laughs> or at least cares about love. They don't. Not everyone cares about Valentine's Day. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, Valentine's Day, what? It's a marketing strategy to begin with. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, you know, an ad template. Do you know how it about. began? Not sure how it began, but I mean, I've seen Mad Men enough to know <laughs> that, you know, these things can happen. And, True. You know, the push becomes insanely huge. Mm-hmm. So then it turns into, an ho- into a holiday, you know? Being born, you know, at the right time, not knowing where something developed from, will just, you know, you just fit it in like the lie of Christmas. Not, not the lie of the Christmas. The lie of <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Let's not say that. <laughs> you offended the about... The lie of Santa Claus. There we go. <laughs> you offended so many, so many people out there. <laughs> I am so sorry. But, um, yeah. Just, we just move with the lie instead. What are your feelings on Valentine's Day then? Because I know generally I don't give a shit about it. I mean, dude. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. It really isn't. And if anything, we meme on it these days because, you know, if you don't got them Dior's. (laughs) If you don't got them Dior's, boy. You're being left. That's what's happening, you know. If you don't walk in with Balenciaga's, nah, nothing. You don't get anything. Mm. So it's really, I just feel like it's so... It's a day to just receive gifts. I feel like women take For it way more seriously. No like, is your life really that trashy to the point where, you know, you need one day to at least remember your love? <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with, like, Mother's Day. Do you really need a Mother's Day, you know? That's all, yeah, it's so interesting. Just American holidays in general. Mm-hmm. I think it's just based around consumerism. It's yep. like, hey, buy some flowers, buy some chocolate. Yeah, Hallmark. It's not a big company. deal, but it is um, what it is. Yeah, so that's what I think. I just think, sure, I mean, if you want to do it, do it. Cool. But should you really care about it? No. I don't think we need it as humans. Do yeah. You? I think if you're, if you're in a relationship, most of your days should be like Valentine's Day. It's not yeah. to say you don't have your ups and downs, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I don't know. Whatever. 
Anyways, we actually have uh, a bunch of questions that we have to answer. <laughs> we have to absolutely answer. No, no, not we have to. We want to. Exactly. <clears throat> so, pull them out. Um, I want you to give a shout out to the people who asked the questions because we, we do have multiple ones from Ooh, okay. single people or single individuals. All right. So, shout out to Sidra and Amar and Bell. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's Bell or Bella. And Mystic. Mystic Luster. Mystic Luster. Thank you guys for providing us some questions that we can dive into. <laughs> What's the first one? Let's dive in. The first one here. Do you want to pick one out of the pot? Or should I just go for like straight there? Is it going to get confusing? They might. Let's just go down the list. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Number one. You're going to have to answer this. Oh, shit. <laughs> What's a deal breaker for you in relationships? What are your non-negotiables? So it's like two questions packaged into one. What are my deal breakers? Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to be quick. If she's not traditional, if she's like a classic extreme feminist, yeah. definitely not. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> if she doesn't know how to cook or she doesn't like cooking. Okay. I think those are that's a differentiation, but it's an important one. If she doesn't prioritize fitness and health. Mm. Um, if she is more obsessed with going to nightclubs than staying in and painting slash reading slash yeah. watching movies. Okay. I think those are a few. Yeah. Fair enough. What about you? Ooh, it's a deal breaker, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's actually crazy. But it's, um, I mean, I would have to say more of the same along your lines. Um. Because I think it's much deeper than just the surface level, like ruling, whatever you want to call it, mm -hmm. right? But uh, my non-negotiables is if you don't like cooking, if you don't like cooking, you're not as creative. So yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> because what is cooking? Yeah. It's a form of nurturing. Mm -hmm. It's important. Yeah. Do you know how to communicate? Yes. And I'm talking about verbal with many people, not just me. Mm -hmm. That's a huge one for me. That's mm. a, you know, if. Um, you know, you're not on, you know, my terms of just the energy of speaking. Mm -hmm. It's just not going to work. Can't have resting bitch face and just not say anything. Yeah, I can't be, um, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say guiding, but I want to say, you know, if I'm doing 90% of the conversation, done. No, we're good. Bye-bye. Yeah. Those are my basically non-negotiables. Yeah, I mean, it just comes down to a handful of things. Yeah, it's not really that many things, but I can even say some of them are, you can tolerate, kind of. Yeah, it's not like it we're, really depends. we're not those guys who have like a, like a laundry list of a hundred things that your partner has to check off. Not at all. No. Yeah, I know. Because that wouldn't make sense. Yeah. It's, uh, we live in real life. Real life, baby. Yes, all right, sir. question number two. Uh -huh. What life-changing event have you experienced? Hmm. Life changing event that has. Hmm. That's kind of a tough one to think of. I always go back to one that, I mean, it's the most obvious one that I've talked about. Mm -hmm. Death of my father, like as a, as a boy, that's like, it, it creates the transition into manhood. So I really can't think about anything more impactful than that. 
Yeah. I mean, I could think of like personal things, which I'm not going to dive into. Yeah. But I would say business, man. Just dealing with people. Mm-hmm. Like you fall, I've fallen into situations where it's like you can't see the end of it. So, you know, that, that I built worry and I built stress and I built all this crap. And then th- I think that was the life changing stuff, right? Mm. Not necessarily like, you know, something happened, like, you know, a close one died or, you know, there has to be like a tragedy. It's just kind of like, yeah, you just discover new things with a burst of feelings that you've never felt before. That's all it is. What about your first high ticket deal? Like your first client? Ooh, my first client? Was that like a pivotal moment for you? I wouldn't say my first client, no. Mm-hmm. I would say first highest paying client. You know, something that mm. you actually chased and actually used your, you know, verbal communication skills to convince and just produce more and convince more and just dive into, you know, <clears throat> the path of getting to to their team so you can get the client, dude. Yeah. And it, once you do... It's a great feeling that kind of uh, shifts the way you look at things. Mm-hmm. Nice accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that question can be taken in, in different ways. I mean, you can have small life-changing events, mm-hmm. although it sounds like a contradiction. Or you can have large life-changing events. Yeah. I think it's just about your perspective. Absolutely. How you see it. Absolutely. Next one. What things or situations make you feel unsure about yourself? Mm. Okay, I'll relate this. I do have an answer for this. So as of recent, I've been learning a lot about sales and marketing, mm-hmm. trying to close high-ticket clients for my health coaching. Um, I think the one thing that would that previously made me unsure of myself, although I've gotten a lot better, is get, receiving no's. Being rejected, mm-hmm. not in a harsh way, but in a like, you know, I'm not interested in this type of service. Yeah. So when those stack up, when you get like five to seven no's, I think that begins to add up. But now I'm learning to just let it slide mm-hmm. because that's just moving closer to another yes. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, for me, I think it would have to be <clears throat> art, dude. When you, when you look at mm. other people's work, Okay. When you look at other people's work and then things that you've been trying so hard to achieve, right? And you get only so close and you get so close every time. Um, something about it is like, it, it's motivational to a certain point, And then after a certain point, it starts to become like envy. Like you're like, dude, what the hell is going on? So it makes you feel like maybe I'm not the best at this. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm you know, like all that kind of stuff. But then obviously you're stronger than that. So you're like, nah, dude, you need to sleep it off. That's it. You've just worked too much today. Mm-hmm. Um, like you feel like you should be in the position where other creators are? Yes. And it's like comparing. You compare a lot. And I feel like that's something that you probably shouldn't do. You should take people as like inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. And craft it into your own work. But I feel like just like... It's a combination of things. It's working too long, working too hard for too long. Um, Going through like this tunnel vision, focus, just insane amounts of energy put into this. Mm -hmm. You start to see it as a comparison almost. 
right? Whether you want to or not. And that can actually push you to stay away from it mm. in some instances. That's why I like to work in sprints. Mm. Like, what do you mean by that? Like blocks? Maybe an hour and a half at a time. Yeah. And then go to something, restore like my focus, my mind or whatever. Go back to the work. Mm-hmm. Because if you just do like a five-hour block, you're just going to be fried. That's true. Or at least yeah, that's how I feel. Yeah, you're pretty much done by then. That's crazy. And then that's when negative th- thoughts start to get in your head and you start to compare yourself to other people. Yeah, shit. see, that's what you don't want is the, the start of the negative thoughts. Yeah. Even though I think a little bit of them is good because mm-hmm. then it's kind of like competition. You know, it's a challenge at that point. Yeah, agree. <clears throat> Okay, number four. Um, do you believe that the present is better than the past? And what's your prediction for the future? Damn. <laughs> this is a big one. Yeah. But let's start at the first one. Do you believe the present is better than the... Yeah, the present is better than the past. My God. See, I can't, like, I almost just immediately can't say yes or no. I don't know mm-hmm. if the present is better than the well, yeah, but I don't know is a cop-out answer. You've no, got to give, no, give but, some but, answer. No, I'll give some answer. <laughs> I, I want to say yes for the most part. Okay. okay. Because in the present, we have created tools as human beings that no one expected to with the amount of time that we did it in, too. Mm-hmm. Like, that plays a huge factor. So, the internet. That's the biggest thing. Because then after the internet, think of how many platforms exist on the internet. Yeah. Businesses exist on the internet. Mm -hmm. So on and so forth. Everything. So there are a lot of things we do in the daily life where we don't realize we're using internet. We just think it's just us commanding something and then some person is going to do something. No. We're so used to it. most likely automated. Yeah. Yeah. So in that term… I would say yes, 100%. Now, in terms of manipulation, people getting worse, society is getting weaker. Stupidity on the rise. Stupidity is rising. Yeah. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm, I can see that. So since I do feel strongly about the second part of that, (laughs) I almost want to say no. Just no. I would 100% rather have the past. But then the past, we didn't have that much tech. Medicine mm. sucked. Um, you know? Yeah. What do you do? I, I'm not sure. So it's kind of like, I'm going to stick to the present because that's what I know. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, the present. What about your prediction for the future? Prediction for the future? That's the question <laughs> that just trips everybody Listen, up. all I'm going to say is watch Idiocracy. <laughs> watch Idiocracy. Watch Idiocracy, yeah. I don't know if it's going to get that bad, but it's, it's heading in that direction. It's heading in that direction for sure. Do I believe the present is better than the past? On a lot of metrics, yes. I mean, if you look at um, a lot of, I mean, the world population is getting out of po- poverty at, at an exponential rate. Mm-hmm. There's no argument. Um, a lot more people are being fed. A lot more people have housing, stuff like that. As you mentioned, the internet is a, a very big player in my my yes theory behind that. Mm-hmm. Um. And then in terms of like the prediction for the future, I just think shit's going to get way more chaotic. I'm not Nostradamus, so I can't predict 
the future. Yeah. I can't like focus on the details. Doesn't it feel like we live in WWE where like our <laughs> president is like the host? It really does. Right? It feels like a simulation. Yeah, it's a simulation and it's like it's scripted almost. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. yo, in two weeks we should get Putin to like say something so that we can all like dive in and pretend like World War Three is about to happen. So that we can, you know, rattle the cages of these houses. Yeah. You know, these civilians. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell's going on, dude? Like, that's how it actually feels, you know? <laughs> like, in what universe does the United States decide to pick a president who has a neurodegenerative disease? Mm -mm -mm. That's the man we want to run our country. Whether it's dementia, Parkinson's, like, I don't know. <laughs> dude, I saw a meme the other day. It was like some kid going down a slide. It was a blonde kid. Okay. And on the slide, he was going down. He was going down way too fast. And I guess his head lost it. Mm -hmm. And he just started banging his head on the sides of the, <laughs> the slide. And he comes down. And he's like, whoa. And then, like, the next part was just Biden <laughs> when he was. So this was him when he was a child. Yeah. And this oh is why God. he's like this, you know. I don't know. It's banging ridiculous. his head around. It's kind of. Uh, whatever. I, I don't even want to get there. Yeah. I don't want to go there. There's a lot of, lot of idiocy going out yep. in, in the world. So watch Idiocracy, please. Yeah. Um, question number five. Actually, you ask it. You since we're going it? back and forth. Okay. Question number five is, what's your favorite movie slash TV show scene that, yet, that you like to rewatch by itself? Bro, why you got to fuck me up with this question? This is a hard one. There's a scene from... What's the, wait, what's the movie called? Ford versus Ferrari. Ah. Where they're on the Termac. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that the name for it, Termac? Yeah. And he, Christian Bale's just sitting with his son. It's sunset. Mm -hmm. I think they have like a Ford GT in the background. For whatever reason, it's either, it's either that scene that just, it captures my attention more than any other ones, or the moment at the, towards the end of the movie where they just zoom in on his face mm. and he's about to win the, the actual, like the race. Um, it's just, I don't know, just a specific type of feeling. I get it. That yeah. resonates with me. No, no, I get it. And uh, it was shot that way too. Mm -hmm. So they decided to use Panavision cameras for a reason. Like the color, you, like everything about that scene is just cool. Even the soundscape. There wasn't a bad scene in that movie. Not at all. Yeah. But no, I can see that. It's an emotional scene. Yeah. This guy's going to be like uh, the Dark Knight. Yeah, no, no. For me, I mean, the Dark Knight just resonates so much. There's too many good ones there. But favorite scene, favorite scene. This is a tough one, dude. It's a super tough one. Uh, my God, bro. Because like, just honestly, think about how many favorite movies you have. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like, it's like a hyperlapse of scenes of like just screenshots that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. And I, dude, I mean, if I have to pick just a scene real quick, the Dark Knight intro scene, everything about it, bro. Mm. I, hear, I don't even remember it. Describe it. You hear the string in the back. It's just, and then, and you're like, what the hell is that? 
And then it starts panning into these people just gliding from building to building. Oh, I do remember. Do you remember that? Yeah. So everything from the sound effects, how it built up, to how they got to the bank, and everyone killing each other using the Joker's words. Mm-hmm. That was like choreographed so well to me. It was just perfect. It was the perfect idea to have. It's Christopher Nolan, right? Christopher Nolan, yeah. It's just, it wasn't just too G. thought out. It was just perfect. And yeah, everything, dude. The dialogue and I, mm. I, I can't tell you. Like, and no, it's, that's a good question because yeah. it's very hard. Yeah, just his introduction as the Joker. That was all part of that dance mm-hmm. or whatever intro you want to call it. Yeah. Yeah, that that would have to be probably one of my top top favorite scenes that I love rewatching, and I can fall asleep happy to. Fair enough. Yep, it's a great answer. I believe it's question number six, and then this also ties into movies. Mm-hmm. I think this is also going to be a tough one. What are your top three films of all time, and why do you like them? Damn. Okay, we have to say why we like them, which is good. I'll go first. Go first. A recent one that I just saw that you introduced me to, The Professor and the Madman. Bingo. <sighs> Top three of all time, I think, just because as a writer, the, the story arc of how it focuses purely on words mm-hmm. and the expression of language is priceless, especially with like the little, the little rooms with all the index yeah. cards and stuff. Yeah. I love that movie. Um, Ford versus Ferrari. Just off the top of my mind, mm-hmm. just because there isn't a bad scene in that movie, and it it does a very good job of showing how it was back in the day, like the her- the heritage, the the love for cars, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the third one, I'm just gonna have to go with Interstellar. Ah, da, 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 da. that was <laughs> so to. sick. All right, that's a good list. Yeah, it's a good list to have and carry around with. Now, you should go find the nearest shop, get a piece of silver, and then write it in plaque. Mm. And then carry it around with you. Yeah, These are my top my three list, movies. <laughs> my list of movies right here. Let me through. And why I love okay. them. Yeah. <clears throat> well, well, well. For me, it's going to have to be The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Um, second favorite movie is probably going to have to be oof, La La Land, for sure. La La Land. Yep. Why? La La Land to me has the most perfect image to image sequence like in any film. It's colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, Cinematography is beautiful. The lens selection is amazing. The, the same two main actors during the whole movie. It's just... It's a glorious watch. Like You put it on, you escape for a second, you come back. It's about as perfect as a movie as mm-hmm. could have ever been made. Yeah, there's opinion. music in it. That was mm. made by them, which was dope. Um, and it's jazz. It's like jazz classical music. Uh, mixed into modern day. So it's a pretty nice movie. I didn't honestly. expect that answer. Yeah, La La Land. Number three. Number three, dude. <laughs> Terminator 3. <laughs> mm. I mean, at the moment... I mean, if it was a TV show, immediately Peaky Blinders. But yeah. Yeah. Number three for movies. Let's just go ahead and say Logan for now. Mm, Okay. Yeah. Because if I pop a list, like I can pop, for example, I have other lists based off of other things. 
So like, you know, I have a list where it's like Zodiac seven and something else, you know? Yeah. But this is specifically like, hey, let me cater to everyone. I would say Logan is a good movie. Mm -hmm. um, teaches you a lot about, you know, uh, the types of fathers mm -hmm. and uh, shit like that. So it's cool. Father-daughter relationship, all that yeah. stuff. So Logan, it's just the father-daughter relationship, how to not take that for granted. Um, it made me want to have a first, my first child as a, as a daughter, which is mm -hmm. pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. But uh, yeah. And then what my second, my first one, Dark Knight, obviously, is because Christopher Nolan, he's just never missed for me. Um, the cinematographers he chooses to work with are amazing. And storylines, they make you think. So I like that. Mm -hmm. And what was the second one? La La Land. La La Land. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, I already La talked La about cinematography, color, that kind of, that kind of stuff. So it's a dance again. Yeah, that's pretty much why and what movies I like. And then anything by Wes Anderson, for sure. Just mm -hmm. as a cherry on top. Yeah. No, there's so many. The list can go on, dude. Yeah. I'll go, I'll go through the, the last three questions. Sick. Um, what one thing would you advise your 18-year-old self back in uni? Or high school, depending on where you are geographically? Hmm. Don't be a spender. <laughs> okay, yeah. You've told me some things. Yeah. Don't be a spender. Honestly, mm -hmm. like prioritize saving because you never know what happens. And at the same time, even if something doesn't happen, you still have like some sort of something that you can call an asset, right? Yeah. You never want to live paycheck to paycheck. That is the absolute worst thing you can ever do just to have a car or just to have, you know, a certain amount of materialistic things. Mm -hmm. Never made sense to me. I mean, it made sense at a certain point, right? But then you learn from it. So that's what I would advise my 18-year-old self. It's just don't take advantage. Learn what credit is. Too. Yeah. Educate yourself. Yeah. it's a good answer. <clears throat> I'm not going to choose some dumb shit like, oh, invest in Bitcoin. No. That's, that's lame. Yeah. Everyone says that. I would say when I was 18, it was a very rough time. Um, I would say that your good and bad moments, they all, they're all leading you towards something, even mm -hmm. though you might not see it. And that everything connects in a, in a very odd way. Like it's, everything connects perfectly. Mm -hmm. And you can only see that when you, ex you go through the experiences because hindsight is twenty twenty. So I guess I would just say that, you know, have some faith and. Yeah. Just don't stress out. Yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. Don't stress out about don't stress out about it. It usually figures itself out. So yeah. Why? Puzzle yeah. pieces fall into place. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anything else on that? No, I think that's good for that. Okay. What's the uh, second yeah, to last second question? To last. Uh, if you had to eat one article of meat forever, which <laughs> one would it be? Like, for example, only lamb forever. Ah, dude, beef, man. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Just beef. Mm -hmm. you know beef you want to start it cool if you want to you know, eat it that's, <laughs> that's down no i agree 100 100 grass-fed um red meat beef yeah because i can think of so many things using beef just one meat for the rest of my life so spaghetti cool ground beef uh, burgers and it's not just one cut of 
of the, the actual animal. It's the entire animal. Mm-hmm. So organ meats, everything. <sighs> That's a winner. The creme de la creme of red meat. Winner, winner, beef dinner. That's for sure. And then last but not least, where are each of you originally from? <laughs> ah, is that where, where we're going? Sure. All right. I'm from the South. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm from the South. <laughs> I'm from the Alabama. Typical, the most typical answer. It's like, oh, really nice to know a fellow traveler. And I'm like, oh, yeah, where you been? And he's like, Lake Tahoe. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you, can, you can answer this first. For sure. Where am I from originally? Well, I'm originally from Palestine, actually. I am Falastini from the Gaza Strip itself, actually. Both of my parents are from there. The Gaza. I was born in Fountain Valley, California, my entire life. I've been born and raised here. Uh, you know, we're used to words like bro, dude, and chill. <laughs> yes, sir. Those kinds of words. So, uh, yeah. Um, let's see. I have a very large family. Um, I, most of my family does live in Palestine at the moment, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Where are you originally from, Zader? Well, it just so happens to be that, or it just so happens that I have my 23andMe results available. Oh my God. So I'm going to give you like an in-depth answer. Very nice. So I'm 51% European, uh-huh. okay? And I'm 48% Western Asian and North African. Okay. So how it breaks down is I'm 51% Northwestern European, mm-hmm. 33% British and Irish, Ooh. 15% Scandinavian. Okay. Um, and then... Egyptian, which was a shocker to me. 17% uh, Levantine, so it's like Jordan, Syria, Lebanon. Yeah, whatever, however you say it. And yeah. So I'm basically like a half-half, best of both worlds. Sick. That's actually pretty creative. The Western world and the Arab world. (laughs) That's pretty creative of your designer. (laughs) True. True. yeah. Yeah, how do you feel about this question? I like them. I like the whole listener Q&A type of setup. I think we should have them more often. We should do it more often. I feel like people like to uh, engage in them as well, considering the amount of questions we got, which is awesome. Thank you guys for submitting those. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, other than that, I do want to say that we have a special episode coming on episode 132 that we and Zader are working on right now. Mm -hmm. Do you want to give them a little bit of what it's about? Kind of. I'll just say it involves stress. Yeah. I'm sure you guys, of all sorts of stressors, um, hate stress. So Mm -hmm. we're going to try to nail that one for you. So stay tuned for episode 132. For now, go follow us at the 2AM Podcast on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major streaming platforms. Go follow us on YouTube at the 2AM Podcast. Give us a like, subscribe, and turn on your bell notifications so you never miss one ever again. Yeah. Yeah, give us a five-star review on Spotify, and you might make it on our website. So, yeah, give us a shout. Tell your family and friends, and we will see you next time.